Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What's up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan. I first off have to say, I am sick today and probably for another couple of interviews because I'm batching them today. So you're going to have to forgive the uh, stuffiness sound over here. But regardless, we have some amazing guests coming on over the next few days. The first and foremost of which is Simone Milasis, which took me forever to get her last name figured out, even right up until the, the beginning of the interview here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> really excited to have Simone here. Just to kind of throw this out to everybody. So Simone has done multiple millions of dollars in businesses over her years. She's also part of the Access Consciousness Group, which it's been funny. I've been running into a lot of people in this group. It's an Australia-based company that is now global thousands of people going out. I would almost say it's like the new Franklin Covey. <laughs> I really love what you guys are doing. You're creating this ecosystem of just growth and progression for people. So Simone, first off, say what's up to everybody. And we're, we're happy to have you here. Thank you so much, Josh. Thank you for having me here. Hey, I just want to say one thing though. The It's actually American-based was first off. Oh, and then now we have an Australian company, a Europe company and America. So okay. access consciousness. Yeah. Well, there we but go. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, no problem. Brendan lied to me. So Brendan Watt, if you're listening to this, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> hang on a second. We can't go down that road because he's my ex, remember? <laughs> uh, Live no. on podcast. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a funny, funny story for the audience here, right? I mean, Simone and I are hopping on and we're like, she, she mentioned access consciousness. I'm like, I know a guy who does something very similar to that. <laughs> Like, oh, that's my ex. I'm like, that is hilarious. And we just had him. So, Brendan Watt, go check out his interview. It's probably four or five interviews before this one, but definitely go check that one out as well. We had a fantastic conversation. And if these two were that were a couple and are still thriving together, even post uh, post marriage or or being together, it's just so just so awesome. So, Simone, I want to talk pivots with you mm-hmm. and building a business ecosystem because that seems to be what, like you said, is really one of your core skills as an entrepreneur. I mean, you've been able to create this ecosystem of other businesses cross-promoing and and really rising the tide instead of just trying to raise yourself. So let's talk about that first off. Yeah. Look, and I'm going to say it's not cognitive that I've done that throughout my life. It's like, you know, as I was saying to you before we started the interview, so much of what I've chosen is, well, let's go back one step because from a very young age, I wanted to change the world. I wanted to change the way we were in the world. I wanted to change the way people looked at each other, the way they were with the planet. And this is like, you know, 17, 18 at school and people are talking about going, you know, to college and getting married and having kids. And I was like, how do I be something different in the world that wakes people up? And so that was, I guess, my primary demand of myself and request, you know, to be that. So then I just kept choosing and being in question and I found myself in in different situations. You know, I traveled all over the world for three years because I was like, I need to see the world and did that, met a whole lot of different people, worked in different industries. And business to me was always something that was very, to me, it was so malleable, like the business that you could create, you could so create a change in the world or a change in people's lives. So I was always interested in having my own business. And people used to say to me, what is that going to be? And I was like, I have no idea. I just know that that's the sort of the road that I want to walk down. And so I have, I've owned many different businesses. Some of them I've been really successful. Some of them I've failed dismally, but can I say each one, it's like you gain so much awareness from it. And then with this pivot moment, 
I mean, I was saying to you before, it's like I had this uh, business in the music industry and the company I had was called Good Vibes For You and hence the name. I was like, we did merchandise and, you know, I wanted to create these T-shirts and merchandise that when people read it, they would be inspired to choose something different, know that they can wake up and choose happiness. They don't have to have a bunch of money in the bank account to have it or, you know, find the one. It's, you know, they can have that themselves. So, and that was very much my driving force is how do I inspire people to be greater each and every day? And then I ended up doing merchandise for musicians and I was working with some of the top musicians in Australia. And at that moment, you know, I have, you know, access all areas, passes, people are asking who I am, what company it is, et cetera, and backstage, going to the music parties. And I remember one day I went, this is not it. Like, this is not what I'm meant to be doing. And I had just found access consciousness and I'd just been to a couple of seminars and I checked that out more. And then within six months, I found myself in Houston, Texas, doing a facilitator's class to find out more about it. So I guess those pivot moments take a lot of courage and I implore you, if you are at one of those moments in life where you're not enjoying what you do, you are allowed to change it. So, I mean, like I had an importing exporting business years earlier and I remember it was, I used to go to India and Thailand and Nepal and I was on the plane once and all I wanted to do was get, get off the plane and go home and the whole time in India I would go do work, go back to my hotel room, go do work, go back to my hotel room. And then that's the moment that I went, hey, Simone, you know, you'll have a little chat to yourself. <laughs> and I was like, this is not working. Like you're not enjoying what you're doing. So then I went, okay, I need to change the business. I need to change the way this is looking and what I'm choosing. Because to me, enjoying what you do is such an integral part of life and Money will follow when you choose what is joyful for you. It's just the way it works. It's not linear. So the pivotal moments, I mean, you know, finding Access Consciousness, that was 21 years ago. I'm pretty surprised that I'm still here, but Access keeps changing. And now I'm a major facilitator of all the Access classes. And it's like, it's about following the energy and, you know, creating more consciousness in the planet. So here I am today. But if you're listening to this and you are at that moment where you're like, yeah, and it, you know, your life is feeling a little funky and business is not as much fun, please choose something different. You can. It doesn't matter how old you are or what reason and justification you have, you can choose something different. Love that. Well, and in our pre-interview here, you know, I was <clears throat> I was learning so much about the way you've been able to do that in your life. You know, like you said, as you you kind of follow the people, what the people actually want, because at the end of the day, if you want to drive change, you can't do it by saying, Hey, I'm over here. Come to me, come to me. You go in with the people and, and you say, Hey, yeah. let's go this direction, right? Let's, yeah. here's this really cool thing. Let's move you over towards the end goal. Right. And, and I love the way that you've been doing that because you have done so many different types of companies, so many different industries, but at the end of the day, you have been you know, changing the world. So I want to ask you this because I think most entrepreneurs are driven by that same desire. What is the change that you're wanting to see? Because I watch people like Elon Musk, right? He'd be a great example of this. People are like, well, Elon Musk wants to change the world, but the truth is Elon Musk wants to exchange the world. He wants to change, trade the, the earth for Mars, right? That's his end goal, but that's his big change that he wants to make, you know, or, yeah. or someone like Tony Robbins or, or whatever, like they have like their specific way that they want to change. What is that for you? Okay, so the first piece is I think we live on an amazing planet and I do think we a lot of people just walk by and they walk upon it and they don't acknowledge it. 
And the earth, the planet, I mean, it's funny, I told you, I'm at Costa Rica at the moment and we're building this property, it's called El Ugar. And it's just, I mean, to wake up here this morning and the birds were so amazing and the you can hear these howler monkeys and everything and it's just, it's wild. It's so beautiful and I love it and the what it contributes to me and my body and I think we forgot that. I think we got so involved in technology and trust me, I use technology all the time and I love it and it's easy and all of that, but let's not forget about planet Earth right. <laughs> and how we can work with her and listen because it's really loud and I think we get we got too self-involved and too uh, many rules and regulations for people I mean even if you look at you know relationships um, money finances judgment I mean Josh can we just stop with what if everyone stopped judging themselves like most people wake up in the morning and they have this litany of judgment and it's either about their body their relationship you know, their finances, their business, their choices, etc. I would like to start with that. What if we came out of judgment of ourselves and we actually acknowledged that we can choose and create anything because we can. And I mean, I see a lot of people wake up in the morning, they go, oh, I wish I had a million dollars in the bank account, or I wish I had this, or I wish I had that. But then they don't do anything about it. And to me, and a lot of what I talk about, so don't read any of my books or, or go to classes if you don't want to know this, but it's like, Get up and choose something. Take some action. Like what action can you take? And I don't mean you have to leap forward and choose stuff that is completely out of your comfort zone. I Just choose one thing today. What if it was one hour a day that you were doing something to nurture you and your body? What if it was just today you actually didn't judge yourself? What if it was just today you were grateful for the amount of money that you have in your bank account, whether it's $10 or a million dollars, and then you went, all right, so now what else would we like to create? So to me, it's really about coming out of judgment, not buying your own limitations, not buying the points of view of others. I mean, so many people project at you of what you should be doing rather than where are you in the computation and what if you could start choosing your life? I mean, relationships is a huge one for that. You know, you're supposed to be right if you're married and have kids, etc. you know, and then if you're single, it's not you know, so much acceptable, but nowadays it is acceptable, but there's still this right and wrong. And to me, if we came out of the rightness of our point of view, then we could actually be free. Then we could create something really different here on planet earth. Yeah. Love it. Well, and and it's so interesting to me because I putting this into a business context, right? Like you're saying, Mm. I feel like a lot of us look at business like it's separate from what you just explained. Right. And, and yeah. it's, it's so synonymous yeah. just like so I'm a married man as well. And so I, you know, everything that goes on in my relationship has to go on in other relationships. If I, if I want my business to grow, right. Like I have to put in the same amount of time and effort into, into other people if I want my company to grow. So I, I love to see that people like you are spreading the word on that. <laughs> I so agree. And I'm always like, cause people go, Oh, you know, I hope you're getting some time off or I hope you're, you get to have a holiday. And I'm like, time off from what? Changing the world. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> exactly. but, it's, but it's true. And it's like my, the team I work with always crack up laughing. Cause I always go, I was just in the shower. And cause they all go, so we need to get you some notepad or something that you can write in the shower. Cause I'm one of those people who comes out and goes, you know, what? I was just thinking maybe if we did this, this, and this, So what if you didn't switch yourself off from business, but you also didn't have to switch yourself on, but you were, because you are so capable of this, of including everything in all of your choices. So if it's a Sunday afternoon, you have a great idea, take some action. 
If it's a Tuesday morning and your, you know, your wife and your new child is, you know, requiring you, spend some time with them. It's like, where do we buy into, again, the rules and regulations of Monday to Friday, nine to five, or these are the hours I work, now I switch off. I never switch off from anything. It's like, what if we were, and that is so much about access consciousness too. It's like the awareness of everything. Like consciousness includes everything and judges nothing. Yeah, love that. Well, and so the question that would come to mind as you're saying that is like, how do you prevent burnout in those situations? Because like you're saying, it's more of a, of a purpose-driven thing and everything is interrelated. Like, how are you preventing burnout with that? So one of the tools that I would talk about is choosing, and I just said it before too, is that one hour a day and one day a week to do something that nurtures you. And when I say that, I would ask, what is that for you? Because most people will go, oh, that's getting a massage or it's having a long bath or it's, and it might not be, it might be something completely different. So what is it that actually nurtures you? And I mean, there's so many basic tools that I would look at. I mean, you know, living in Australia and working globally, when you wake up in the morning, Europe and America are awake. So they sort of got this energy of like, are you awake? Are you awake? Are you awake? You know, so you could wake up going, oh, I'm grabbing your phones and making that your priority. But I don't. It's like my body and myself are my priority. So it's like, but it could be 30 minutes. And then one question I would ask, which is gold, is what requires my energy today? Because there's so many businesses and so many projects. And when people start thinking about it and then they go to their to-do list, then they start ticking off everything that they think they're supposed to do, which usually ends up in judgment of what you haven't done or what you are trying to force something into action, rather than if you be in question and ask, okay, so where is my energy required today? You'll get this hit. You'll get this, you'll hear this whisper and go, oh, here. Then you might call one person and it moves everything. Like that's one of the things I would, I, you know, I love about business is you don't have to do everything yourself and be willing to receive from everyone. But then if you are aware of everything, like you have like this helicopter view, this aerial view, then you'll know what's next. You'll know who to talk to, where to go, what to choose. Yeah, I love that. You know, you're, you're sparking this question for me because I ask myself that every morning, you know, like what requires me, maybe not in those exact same words, but I'm going to start using that. <laughs> what requires my energy today? Hmm. With that, because I know for myself, right, with our company, I spend six to eight hours a day on calls with people, talking to people. And if I'm not on calls, I'm live with them talking with people. And I love that aspect of what I do. But what's been interesting for me is recently is I have all of these things that people that I need to meet with mm-hmm. in order to move the business forward, but I don't have enough time in the day to meet with all the people I need to meet with. How would you go about solving that problem? I would, and this is a tough one too, if you're a control freak like me. Um, I am, very much so. <laughs> yeah, okay then, hands up. <laughs> this is how I start doing this is every single thing that I'm doing throughout the day, I go, oh, could somebody else be doing this? Right. And then starting to let things go. And because that's one of the things I always see, Josh, is people who don't allow their business to really exponentialize beyond their control is because they're holding on to something. So even from the smallest of things, you know, it's like, could somebody else contribute here? Could somebody else do this? And then is that letting go? Like I was talking to you before we started recording and, you know, I was the worldwide coordinator of access consciousness for 18 years. And then I started facilitating. And I remember I was in Brazil one day and I'm doing this class. It's a really full on class all day, three days in a row. And it's 2 a.m. in the morning and I'm on my bed in the hotel room with my computer and, and still like touching base with people and doing this. And I woke up and I went, okay, 
this, I have to change something here. This is, I really am burning everything out here. So I need to change something. And it wasn't the easiest thing in the world for me to let go of that job. I loved being worldwide coordinator. I love the business side of it. I love, you know, all these different projects and that, that generative ideas of something different. And I had to pass that on because I knew that if I desired for access, the company to be bigger, I needed to let go of something. So my question to you is, Josh, what can you let go of <laughs> that would give you more space to actually to, because what are you great at? I mean, you're great at doing a podcast, right? You're great at, you know, other, these other things. So it might be some things that you actually enjoy that you need to let go of, but what is it that you choosing that is really expanding the business? Yeah. And I know for myself, and that's a great question. I, I know for me recently is I love the closing call. Um, when it comes to to selling services, any service, because to me, it's you're acting like a doctor. Yeah, you know, it's more of like mm-hmm. prescribing a situation. So I get to know them, see what their issues are, help them solve those problems with business. And but what's been interesting is my time has been better spent networking, building the enterprise accounts. You know, where we're like, hey, let's let's work with a, a huge organization, and you know, that's been more worth my time, quote unquote, from a financial perspective, or pitching the vision to somebody else. Where sales, unfortunately, has become like a not not Josh required task, if that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) A not Josh required task. I like that. Because I'm like, somebody else could definitely do it probably better than I could anyways, because I I am not a pushy guy at all. So it's just fun for me. I just like seeing where they're at. And I'm like, hey, if if you don't need our services, it's fine. There's somebody else who probably needs you. Yeah, but that is such an invitation, Josh, like being that energy rather than something pushy. Hey, can I just, just to uh, give one tool to go with this, okay? Because I, like, I was very control freak. And I remember sitting in, this was, ah, this was like 20 years ago when I first discovered Access. And I flew to San Francisco because Gary Douglas, the founder, was doing this uh, business class with these tools. And I'm sitting in the front row and he starts talking about, that being controlling of the business and are you actually employing people who are better than you? And I realized that my point of view was no one can do the business as well as me, which I've come across that a lot over the years working with different businesses and people. So therefore I was employing people who were not as good as me. So I always had to be this source point. I always, they wasn't moving forward unless I sort of was giving the tick of approval. So from that moment, I went, oh, wow. And so I went home and then I started asking for people who were better than me to show up, who were better at sales than me, better at accounts, better at everything. And not based on judgment, just like they're greater at it, which is, it takes a, it's a very vulnerable moment and takes a lot of courage to sort of start asking for that in your business for people who are greater than you, because what it usually leads to is this place where you go, I've just become useless. Right. But seriously, if you become useless in your business, you are going to get more creative and you will create more space and allow something different to show up. So like again, I said, it takes a lot of courage for a control freak like ourselves, Josh, but you know what? Yeah. It's, it's such an easy way to expand a business. Yeah. I love that. Cause I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, that's probably been my issue too. Is like you said, you become that source point by handing it off to people. And our one of our core tenants in our company, you know, is we, we like to give the little guy a leg up, right? Because I yes. feel like I've I've gotten that so many times throughout my life. And so we always like to find people who maybe thought they were never going to make it as far, but they do have a great skill set. We put them yeah. in the role and they thrive, but then I always become the source point. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe that's something we need to change a little bit. Yeah. Well, no one's gonna do it the same way you do it. 
that's a given. No one is. Like we, and that's the beauty of all of us here on the planet is we're different. So what if we embrace the difference? Like, you know, I was talking the other day about something about never underestimate the difference that you are and the power and potency that that is. And I love that you do that as well. Like, you know, empower people to be more of them. I appreciate that for us is a a huge core tenant of what we do, because at the end of the day, I'm the kind of guy, I believe that business is better than a nonprofit because at the end of the day, it provides way more uh, financial abundance, but it also solves the problem faster in most cases. So I'm a huge, huge, huge believer in, in entrepreneurialism. Me too. (laughs) Me too. And can I just say, but they get, it's such a, it's almost like a dirty word sometimes like these bad rap or this, like, you know, I don't know if that's a really Australian word, but like being dodgy, et cetera. But in truth, <laughs> this is what's changing the world. Right. It's people who actually wake up and go, I know I can create something different here. I know I can do this. And they're not looking to have that security behind them because you can't. It's like you've got to go with what you know. And if you go with what you truly know, then, you know, it's amazing to see what shows up. Yeah. Well, and the people who come into your life, it's, Yeah. If you want friends, start a business. That's what I say. (laughs) But if you also want to get rid of your old friends, start a business. (laughs) That's great. Meme, very profound by Josh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's going to be our our quote card for this, right? Oh man. You've dropped some real gold today, Simone. And I I wish I could talk to you for hours because I'm getting a lot of good information. I've got almost two pages of notes here. But I do want to ask, and first off, let me just throw this out there for everybody, is that Simone has a podcast talking about this, about taking that conscious action. It's called the Choice Change and Action Podcast. So make sure you go check that out. I'm actually going to deep dive into it because I've gained a ton of value from today's call. So Simone, thank you for that. But Simone, can I ask you, if you could give our audience one final parting piece of guidance, what would it be? I'm going to swing back to the not judging yourself. Like just have a clean slate and just for me, just for fun, don't tell anyone Keep choosing what you know. If you have to write it out, like what it is that you would like to create, because this is your life. This is not a dry run. It's not a test run. This is it. So don't wait for anyone. Like keep creating, keep choosing what works for you, not what works for your partner or your family or, you know, everyone around you. It's like choose for you. If you choose for you, you show everybody else that they can choose for them. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan Podcast. If you've learned anything from this or any other episode, make sure you rate it and share it with another entrepreneur who could help. Thanks again, and I'll catch you on the flip side.